G'day listeners and welcome back to another episode of the Keeper League podcast We're the AFL fantasy podcast that doesn't talk about the superstars We only talk about the lesser knowns and the players who will bring you, bring you value to your draft And Keeper League team's got it out there in the end uh, Welcome to this week's guest, Damon Adams, how are you mate? It's a Monday night mate, no yeah. one can hold it against you that you're getting that wrong Well we did go to the footy last night as well, so um, yeah, you know, a bit tired from that one Round 21 into the season, we're on our last legs mate Yeah, we're round 22, we're oh, getting even, getting even like, closer I can't even get that right. Exactly. Yeah, no, we're getting further and further upon, so I don't blame you for being uh, out of sorts uh, this week. Um, how was your weekend? Did you watch the Matildas at all? Definitely watch the Tillies. Yeah, how Mate, like, there's something to be said about flicking through your social media stories and just every single bloody person's got their own story to tell. Yeah. That, that's pretty incredible. Yeah, it was a pretty incredible weekend. Um, my partner and I, like, she's never been into sport. At all. Same. Like, never, yep. ever. Like, we haven't watched the thing. And uh, I think she watched a doco or something before the World Cup started. There's a big Matilda's doco. Disney Plus. Yeah, I think that's what it was. And then since then, she's just been right on board. It's just been bloody nice sitting down with Mrs. and watching some sport. It doesn't happen very often. I got mine out for the penalty shootout. Yep. I think uh, I'd, I'd done the game on my own yep. and then the kids came out for extra time and then she dragged out for the penalty and even she was yelling by the end of it. Yeah, no, it's been it's Just been get so on board. Yeah, it's been so good. But yeah, like that's my story of the weekend. I didn't really watch as much football because that game took up, what, two hours? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Adelaide, Adelaide <laughs> Brisbane just uh, yeah, faded into even, the ether. It's like it didn't even exist. So. Yeah. But that's the first time I think that's ever happened for me where footy has been on television and I haven't been keen to watch it. I've been keen to watch something else. Like yeah. that's never... That's never happened to me, so... Oh, uh, listen, there was still a bit of dual screen action. <laughs> yeah, I had that on the laptop, I must admit, yeah. But, yeah, the, the Tilly's got prime yep. screen yep. real estate. That said, like, yeah, it was on, but I don't know what happened in that game because, like, I just <laughs> was not paying attention to it. So, yeah, no, nah, the uh, Matilda's game was pretty incredible. I thought I'd just, yeah, bring that up at the start of the, so, start of the podcast. Just sounding out like in about 25 minutes' time, we're going to get a little vague... Yeah, probably. Yeah, when that game comes around, no one's going to know what's happening. So keep that one pretty light. But anyway, um, you had some uh, you had some prelims on the weekend that you said you wanted to chat about. I want I'm interested to see how you went. Do you have any sad music? Uh, I'll probably cue some the world's smallest violin if you need it. But what's the go, mate? There's nothing worse, uh, and I mean, fantasy football will break your heart in a multitude of ways. But the years where you dominate, yeah, where you are sitting on top all year and things just look like they're coming easy to you, and then you hit that one game that you can't get out of the prelim yep and you have your worst week of the season oh talk, tell me about it <laughs> you uh, listen to my sub story two weeks so ago I, uh, yeah so I, I've got a, a 16 man um, keeper league yeah um, 16 man 16 wow. man uh, please don't tell me you play two rocks no but, <laughs> anyway. but they're deep squads <laughs> yeah uh, that being said and for the last few, I've, I've managed to win the premiership once in like the last six seven years and all of a sudden I thought that we we play this league where you got to hold a couple of positions. Yeah. And coming over to the AFL Fantasy platform, which didn't allow it, I thought that was going to screw my squad because I'd lost a couple of long-term forwards, Tom Mitchell, Jack McRae. Yeah, yeah, guys that you could Petrarca, yeah, they were all forwards, couldn't hold him anymore. Yeah. So I thought this year wasn't going to go well for me. Turned out a deep midfield really did help. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, but this week I had, you know, Brad Crouch, who had his worst year of the season as my captain. Yeah. Uh, Liberatore, who went off Knocked after a out. knee to the head. Yeah. And it just, like, the hits just kept, kept on coming, coming throughout. And 
by hundred by hundreds of points, my worst of the year. Yeah, that sucks. But like, there there is something to be said. I wasn't holding on to the last game. Yeah, my spirit was crushed well before then. <laughs> at least you can enjoy your weekend. Yeah, you, know, you can so, let it go and start from there. Hundreds of dollars pissed down the toilet, but still alive in a few more leagues. That that's the benefit of. And to all the keeper league fans out there, just get lots so that if you get a heartbreak somewhere, yeah, you, you still get a candle one. burning elsewhere. Yeah, well, that's kind of the, the story of my weekend. So my um. Home league, which is with my Walkerville Footy Club uh, mates that I've been in with well, probably 11 years now, something like that. That league's been going on. I lost that in heartbreaking fashion. Similar type of thing. Just, yeah, two players injured, two players subbed out, and a donut for not having a ruck because Big O was out for the week. Um, yeah, after being the you know the third highest scorer in the league coming into the knockout finals. But anyway, um, oh, sorry, second highest scorer in the league. But anyway, um, I don't care about that one because I had my dynasty. I got another league, dynasty grand final. Now, this one's only been going for four years. Yeah. Um, super deep list. You only have to make three um, list changes per year. Only 10 teams. Did you draft er- to win in the early years or I, you I kind of went that mid-range? So I drafted to win in the early years and lost the first year. Uh, I think I finished third or fourth um, in the first year. Won the second year though uh-huh. and then came, th- I think, fourth in the third year. So coming to the year four this year, I won the grand final again. So got one on the weekend. So <laughs> there you go, man. When a hero comes along, <laughs> yes, half. I think um, I think I lost. I lost two games for the season. One was in a buy round when uh-huh. my whole team was out, and the other one I lost um, after the lockout. So I was winning when lockout went, and then I somehow got seven points turned around and didn't win it. And I'd scored eighteen hundred plus, which is big for that league. So, so I pretty much went undefeated. I was you're flopping it around, mate. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was a big trade preseason I did where I traded out um, Max Holmes and Chad Warner for uh, Stephen Canelio, Jack Viney, and Tom Mitchell. That and has gone. Sw- I mean, Titch probably he had that mid-season yeah, purple yeah, yeah. patch. But yeah. the other two of like Jack Viney yeah. with the Clayton Oliver injury. Yeah, he was actually Bonanza. the steak knives in the deal to convince me to give up that kind of youth, you know, um, Holmes and Warner. Yeah, and, and, Ch- and Chad hasn't had the season yeah, that exactly. people would have been hoping for. Yeah, I mean, he's still got lots of time under his hundred percent. So you got those three, and that pretty much that like the pretty much the premiership was decided on the back of that trade. So I don't think the league have been too happy all year, but I've got it done, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Mate, glorious. Well, uh, for for those of you that who are fighting fantasy finals, we're wishing you the best of luck because sometimes you need it, even if. If you don't feel like you're gonna, yeah, absolutely. I got um, Kaiser, my old co-host, on next week. He'll have a sub story for you after this weekend as well. But I'll leave it for next week. So <laughs> it seems like rider passages for the guests that come on, mate. Uh, exactly. Yeah, coming, off, coming off heartbreak. I'm glad I'm not the only one winning. Anyway, <laughs> uh, anyway, we'll get stuck in the show in a second. But first, I just wanted to mention uh, this show is brought to you by Game Day Squad. Create, coach, and compete in fantasy footy. Uh, you all know what it is by now. But you open digital packs to get digital player cards. Use those cards to build your team. I'm actually moving my live stream this week to Tuesday night uh, in honour of the Matildas because I want to watch that. Mate, uh, <laughs> so, you, you don't want people to be splitting screens. Yeah, exactly. So Tuesday night, uh, don't, you don't have to choose between me and the Matildas because I'm pretty sure I'd lose uh, convincingly. Uh, so join me tomorrow night. Uh, oh, sorry. What time this comes out tonight? Maybe. Depends on when you're listening to it. It's a podcast. Who knows? <laughs> At your leisure. Yeah. yeah the, on Tuesday. Tuesday at 8pm. Uh, oh, sorry. 8pm Central. 8.30pm Eastern. That's the one. Join me on my live stream. I'll give away some packs and open them there. Anyways, enough uh, plugging. Let's get stuck into the most relevant names of the week. Now, I told you about my premiership glory. Yep. Big part of this was putting the emergency on Patrick Lipinski this week. Nothing so, like a good loop to get your weekend started right. I haven't used it all year, Patrick Lipinski, because I've got 
uh, blokes like Sparrow. I've had Stringer a lot this year when he wasn't injured. Been yeah. using him. Um, and Machito Owens on my bench. So they're my usual emergencies. I just had a feeling that with Dacos out, he might be the guy that uh, gets a bit more run in the midfield. And that was it. Like, just racked it up. Yeah, absolutely. And he was just everywhere. Um, so, yeah, got uh, – I think I saw in my CBA numbers he was not the biggest bump of the week, but quite a large bump anyway in terms yeah. of the CBA numbers. So, back in that midfield, do you reckon that's something we can look at over the, the next few final few rounds? Listen, it's hard to know, but – the veterans don't look like they have a place in that midfield. No, they don't. Like, yeah. you know, um, Pendles, uh, there, there's even been discussion it's in the media this week that maybe he's lost a step. I mean, it's Pendles. He'll be fine. But Titch doesn't look quite himself either. So no. why not put the legs through the middle? And as Collingwood kind of came back into that game, it was people like Lipinski that really drove that. Yeah. So. I can't see him moving. I think he's on quite a few waiver wires. I think he's under the thirty percent uh, owned mark. Oh, maybe not actually, but um, yeah, I think he'd be low. No, actually, no, he's been picked up since he's come back in. But still, um, yeah, he's a def- decent one for the last few rounds. If he can continue that role, I think he's going to go all right. Yeah, for sure. Get on. Um, Oliver Henry's had a good couple of weeks. He kicked four goals last week and four goals this week. I mean, he, did he have three or four in the first quarter yeah, against something Port? Like that. Like, really started strong there. Yeah, in fairness, we didn't have a defence in that game. But um, yeah, he scored 85 against. I think that's just stepping up in with the absence of Tom Hawkins with a hamstring injury. Wait and see what happens when he comes back. Again, these are the players that you just need to be looking for in those last couple of rounds. Yeah, and it's, it's the interesting kind of stream slash loophole options if those players are out as well. Um, and Bo McCreary, probably a tip of the cap, doesn't really play the right kind of game for fantasy. Scored 84 points on the back of eight tackles. So he had a good game. Um, Brody Mycheck, pretty similar, 81 points with five goals. You know, the key forward thing, kick five and you still can only just crack 80. Yeah, I don't think they're going to go uh, have it quite as easy against Brisbane this week. Plus, they're not playing at the MCG, they're playing at Marvel. So, yeah, that's right. it might change things up for the Pies forwards a little bit. Although, as uh, Port supporters, we really need Collingwood to get up this week. So Go the Pies. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Cheer them home, baby. Let's, let's get it done, Pies. Um, let's move on to the Saturday game, uh, Essendon versus North. Uh, Nick Hine, we're going to have to make him too good for the podcast. Three big scores in a row. He's out. Yeah. So, we, we did flag that, actually, when really, as soon as really went out that was something we said jump on board uh, especially for those who were on the waiver wire podcast I put out on Mondays but um, yeah w- would you have any faith holding him on to next year though it's just it, it's one of those teams kind of like the the Bulldogs players where you don't really know their role elite you know with Essendon that they're gonna play in defense but it's who is going to be the scoring defender? Yeah, is is always seems like a you know a bit of a dice roll. Yeah. Like you know we we know that Ridley has you know did bounce back before his injury this year, but then last year he was rubbish. Yeah, he was real defensive. And this has yeah. been Redmond's year, um, but I don't know. I probably wouldn't hold him if I only had limited spaces. Yeah, I'm just yeah, like in a league like ours where you've got sixteen keepers. Yeah, it does make it pretty hard. That's you know your best eighteen. I don't know if you can rely. Going on to it next season with everyone fit and firing. He'd be the one where you'd be looking to pick up in the first couple of rounds. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Gets put back in the pool. Maybe if you've got that extra keeper, trade him for an early pick and yeah. try to pick him out yeah. of that. 100%. Maybe that's the way to go. Um, same, some bombers. Keeping on the bombers players. Uh, Archie Perkins, 87 points. I want your opinion on him because I, I, he's one of my favourites. I'm not going to lie. I talk about him all the time and I, he's just never never quite too good for the podcast. Not this season. Does he have a breakout year next year though in terms of fantasy? And the other question I guess is, do you think he keeps forward status as I was well? 
I was writing him early this year for a breakout, one year too early. Yeah. Like, he, it seems like he's just bubbling away. He's teetering. I reckon he keeps the forward status. Yeah, Surely he's done, he's done enough. enough. Yeah, yeah, like, definitely. I'm not sure if you've been tracking his CBA numbers, but I wouldn't think they're such that they would tip the ledger to yeah. me only. I feel like in the last few weeks, it's really been bumped up. There's been a few, oh, has, has there been injuries? I guess there has been a few out, and, you know, since Setterfield went out the side and stuff like that. Um, I'll give you Dylan a, Sheila hasn't been playing. That's the other one. No, he's only averaging 23% CBA, yeah. so that Easy. means- yeah. Easy hold. It actually didn't have any between round one and six for the start of the year. And he's only really come to the fold. But the last few weeks, he's really bumped up. So, yeah, he should I like the fact that he, like, you know, you, you talked about my check before where it's five goals to make, you know, that that kind of mid-80s score. He yeah. only kicked one on the weekend yeah. and scored the same. So, yeah. like, he's got the score build, I think, to actually be a real fantasy option in the years to come. Yeah, it just needs to, yeah, maintain it. And, yeah, it looks like he will keep forward status. So, that's handy for owners. Penciling that breakout for next year. Uh, speaking of breakouts, Elijah Sardis, um, 86 points, um, really living up to the hype, I guess, in his first two games. Um, only had, the, I think, the 60-odd last week, but just looked good. Yep. This week, they chucked him in the middle and gave him some center bounce attendances as well. So, being more of an outside player, I wasn't in, in, in juniors, I wasn't really sure how he was going to go, but it looks like they've got a midfield role sewn up for him, so... Anyone who made the early investment would be licking their lips. Yeah, 100%. He's exciting. He's he's fantasy for the future for sure. Yeah, 100%. And yeah, I think he was one of the better fantasy scorers in the junior stuff last year as well. So yeah, that should bode well for his future scoring at the senior level. Um, ben Cunnington had the 80 points. Were you expecting more in the retirement game or is this about... It is what he goes at. Yeah, he kicked, a, he, he kicked a couple of goals yeah, as well. Like so he, that he, first goal of the game, I think. And he kicked yeah. one real late. Yeah. Like he probably saved his score a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. Listen, I mean, it's not like Cunner's had a lot of legs coming into the game, which is why he's saying goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just hoping for those people that um you know holding Zebes um or you know maybe Goldie going yeah. in the last couple of round uh he, Goldie only got 28 this week yeah yeah um that they actually perform I'm not saying Goldie's retiring he might yeah but he hasn't announced it has he no nah, he's maybe shaping for another contract and I think it's confirmed Zebel's not playing the last round he's not going so this is it yeah yeah he's not going to Tassie or something wherever they're playing or they're going away. He's God, if you're a player, if you had yeah, him yeah. and you need him for round 24, yeah. that would be devastating. So, yeah, he's only playing. This is his last <laughs> week this week. So, expect Zeeble to put up a huge score and get you through a prelim, but you're not going to have him for the grand final. Is it the same with Shannon Ernie? He only playing home games, so this is his last round as well. I don't I, think I that's know, been formally announced. I know announced. it's early. I yeah. know it's early. I don't think that's been formally announced, but Zeeble said, like, this is going to be his last week. Oh, yeah, shit. So there you go. He's not Sorry, going everyone. Away. So, yeah, Shannon Hearn might travel, but I reckon you're onto something there. I think he might, yeah. Pull up stumps early. Enjoy the Zebel show. Although you feel like they'd make a big song at start of the big song and dance tomorrow if that was going to be the case. Uh, so. Today was Nick Nat's day. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe that was it. Um, Hayden McLean moving on to uh, the Sydney game here. Um, he had 95 points and he's just killing at the moment. Pretty much since Buddy's come out, he's really stepped up. Yeah. And it's helped out that I guess that um, they haven't really had a second ruck playing, like no Laddams or anything like that, come back on the side. Man, City well. ruck, it's just so messy. Yeah, 100%. That's an, a hard one for me next season. Like, do I keep Oscar McInerney, who's just going to be a safe 80? Yeah. Or do I try to take the punter someone like Laddams, who could be more, but I, an injury I, prone? I don't think Laddams is the guy. Yeah. Who is the guy, though? Because I don't know. Hickey's, well, it's not Hickey, and yeah, it's not Laddams. And and it's not going to be McAndrew, because he still can't get a game when yeah. everyone's injured, so... Oh, no, he'd have to come a long way. I really don't know what's going on with their, their ruck situation. Are they on the market? Maybe in the off-season. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe looking for someone. Just look at who Sydney pick up there. Uh, but yeah, McLean, two goals. Um, and then being in the ruck, he just gets those extra few hit-outs and a few tackles, I don't know, just being around the footy and locking it up and you know forcing that stoppage again. So he's just 
I wouldn't want to field him, but might be a good loophole slash streamer option. Reminds me a little bit of the role that Finlayson was playing yep. a couple of months ago. Yeah, um, and, and last it, season too. Uh, yeah, it can yeah. be fruitful if if you can see that carrying on in the next couple of weeks. And yeah, yep. field. Uh, Will Hayward, that's uh, just a tip of the cap there. 95 points with his four goals. Tom Papley did that thing where he turned into a full-time midfielder for the game. I think 24 CBAs. It's like Toby Green going in the middle. Like, yeah, that's turn right. of the clock back. Yes, <laughs> yeah. put these put these small forwards in the middle where yeah. they can get some damage done. So he's one to just think about as a streaming option maybe for this week. they got the Crows this week. Two dozen CBAs, though. That's, yeah, that's that, nuts. <laughs> that blows me away. Yeah, that's nuts. So he's, um, yeah, he really lifted during the week. Um, I guess Dylan Stevens, finally good to see him get a full game again. What's your gut feel? Does he stay? Does he go? And if he goes, does he become a fantasy target for next year? <sighs> Oh, SA boy. Yeah. Crows need midfielders. Yep. And they probably need a, a good winger, good outside type. I, uh, I, listen, I, I reckon he's a real fantasy option if he leaves. Yeah, if he yeah. stays, I couldn't see it working out for him. Yeah. Just too much of a glut in that position for the Swans. Yeah. I guess what the McInerney got injured, so that's probably paved the way for him to come back in. Yeah. But yeah, so wait and see. But like, yeah, like he's only getting the game probably through injury at the moment. Has been tearing up the twos in the VFL as well. So if he does request that trade. Mate, that is a joke of a league. Anyone could turn that up. It's turned into the old Neeful. Yeah, (laughs) mate. used to be. Too many bloody teams. (laughs) No one cares. Some of them have played two games more than others. Yeah. yeah, Too bloody confusing to look at. No one cares. That's the issue anymore. Um, Wayne Miller moving on to the uh, the next game with the Crows um, and versus Brisbane he had 114 points we could probably make him too good for the podcast I I've think. been waiting all year for him to get injured yeah, I just like and, no joke and not yeah, wishing not like, not upon hoping, that upon the guy not hoping at all because you know he's just had one of those rough rides but he like you know I, I would have stuck him in the same category as your Luke Shoeys yeah. uh, or um, yeah, your Hannah Clarks you know yeah. these guys are just perennial promise and injury. Yeah. Um, but he's really put it together. Yeah, he's, he's obviously got that halfback role, so he'll lose his forward status next season. But 28 disposals off that halfback flank, 21 of those being kicks. He's finally living up to that potential yeah. that we've seen for so long. So, Touchwood stays fit. Uh, yeah, he'll be a gun. So, probably couldn't make him pretty close to too good for the podcast. Um, another guy from the Crows, Harry Schomburg. There's been some heated debate over Harry Schomburg over the years. Um, Kay's reckoning he was going to be the you know second <laughs> coming of Gary Ablett Jr., yes. um, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> a few years back, uh, never quite got there. But there's a pulse here is what I'm trying to say. So, the 84 points, he's been good since coming in. He's still the fourth or fifth in line to that midfield. Gets like Starts on the wing a lot. Um, well, he was previously. I am not didn't see this game. But he's the type that kind of just follows the footy around but doesn't take those stoppage kind of numbers. Crouch coming back in probably doesn't help him. So, it depends what happens there. Yeah. But what are your thoughts with Harry Schoenberg? He reeks with that guy that you've tried to put in your fantasy league over two to three years. Yeah. You just consistently try to make investments in this guy and you'll give up. Yeah. And you'll set him free and some other schlub is just going to pick him up with like a late pick and he's going to burst. Yeah, it's probably, yeah. And probably all right. of a, it'll, ju- it'll eat away at you on the inside because I, I can't put anything to Harry Schoenberg. He does zero for me. Yeah. But I just know he'll burn the hell out of me when I finally decide to ignore him completely. Yeah, you're probably right. That's all, um, yeah, that might happen. But uh, look, for the time being, he's probably good for that 80 type midfielder um, for every you know second or third week when he gets a decent run at it. So one to consider, but um, yeah. Yeah, think about him next year in your drafts. And I know, won't, and it will hurt. Track him, um, <laughs> track him over the preseason as well. Although last year the preseason height was huge, and but it, know, it didn't work yeah, out. And in the, in the season before that, it seemed like he was doing something too. But yeah. Matt Crouch back into the mix as as 
thrown everything things. out of the window for what the Crows were doing. Yeah, it does change things. Um, oh, moving on to the Saturday night game because there wasn't a lot of Brisbane players to talk about in this one. All of them were too good for the podcast. Um, I've got this guy, probably a kid on TikTok, he's just been messaging me each week, can you please talk about Blake Akers? And I, t- I keep telling him he's 2G4P, but I don't think this kid's got any idea what too, g- too good for the podcast is. Like, so 2G4P, too good for the podcast. We talk about the lesser knowns, not the stars. Blake Akers is a very good player, a good fantasy player as well. Like he's a 90-plus yeah, 90 average type guy when he's going well. See, that surprises me, 90-plus. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know for sure. I just assume he definitely averaged over 80 last season. So, um, yeah, like that puts him in that kind of category where we don't talk about him on the podcast um, this year. But, yeah, I, I'm basically I'm just saying, look, we're mentioning him for you, all right? This guy who keeps messaging me on TikTok, <laughs> he's being mentioned. Yeah, he's you, averaging, have been, you have been acknowledged. Yeah, exactly. He's averaging 88 uh, points this season. There so, you go. Yeah, that's, that's all right. Like yeah, yeah. that's for a late midfield pickup. Yeah, great. 100%. Yeah, yeah. And they target him for a reason. Like he's there and he's a good player. Um, but a guy who's not too good for the podcast, Paddy Dow. Paddy Dow. <laughs> he's starting. He's starting a bubble now. As soon as this game finished, Doss jumped in the uh, the group chat with me and Kays <laughs> and started spruiking him. Kays gave uh, Dossie a bit of shit for you know celebrating eighty seven points like it's a ton um, these days. But for Paddy Dow, surely you, you take that. It. Was it a big week for Doss because he had Lipinski yeah, and that's he right. had like if, if <laughs> Braden Fiorini had done anything, McCluggage went have... huge as well, didn't he? As well, so Dossie. yeah, there's a song about that. Anyone, anyone who's been in a Doss song, pretty, pretty well. And I think Fiorini probably scored like 140 and two, no so. doubt, <laughs> so, 170. I think they all turned up this week, so yeah, not too bad. Um, but look, you know, he's finally got a score that's worth talking about. He's doing a job in the Carlton midfield and they're winning at the moment. Yeah. So, like, you can't really ask too much more from Paddy Dow. Obviously, Walsh, Cherig are going to push him out when they're fit. Um, but like we said last week with uh, Tommy Wyman on the show, he could be the grand final sub, you know. Or, like, if, if Carlton run the table and go all the way, he could be that guy that actually gets a premiership medallion. It's amazing, <laughs> the, like, the names you've got here on the run sheet. And like, with with everything that's happened to Carlton, with you know your, your chair injury, George Hewitt's been in and out. You know Sam Walsh has obviously been down for a lot of the season. Yeah. Kennedy's these, out too, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, these these names and and how they're actually translating into real football form for Carlton, it just blows my mind. Yeah, Paddy Dow, Lockie Fogarty, Brody Kemp. Yep, I got Brody Kemp was part of the <laughs> other guys' team, mate. Brody Kemp, I wouldn't pick out of the lineup. Yeah, I've been I've been tracking him pretty closely this year because he keeps popping up with like half decent scores. Yeah, like, an eighty every yeah, now and yeah. then, a ninety. That's it. I think he opened his season with a hundred. Yeah, he's not doing enough to kind of get that you know too good for the podcast status. Nowhere near. But like, he just takes a lot of marks. That's all he does. So yeah. yeah. Now Brody Kemp, eighty four points. He's been taking heaps of marks as well. So he's averaging seventy one this season, which you can't really complain about. For not someone at you all. picked up with one of your last picks to your draft. Yeah. And there's Fogarty, as you as you mentioned as well. He scored eighty seven. Had seven tackles. Probably can't rely on that every week. But uh, yeah, just a good showing from another guy we had a lot of faith in early on in his career. Comes out the Suns this week, so I mean, possibility abounds that they could uh, do you know again. still do well again. Yeah, hundred percent. So keep those guys an eye on those guys this weekend. Um, we'll move on to the shit show that was the uh, Western Derby, I think they call it. Nothing like going off the tillies into this game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, I, think- I, don't, I don't think anyone would have paid attention. The, no. I mean, the other 40 game was actually good. Yeah, so I think everyone probably switched over that one. And this was a 101-point drubbing, I think it was. So, But anyway, um, our boy, Lockie Schultz, he was the uh, Glenn Dinning Allen medalist. Five goals. You know, we, we said years ago, this guy's never going to be too good for the podcast. But- <laughs> He's getting very close. Like, I think he's had 
you know, you, uh, the order qualification is 380 plus scores in a row yep. and, and you're out type thing. Um, but we can make a call on some of them when they're kind of just, they feel like they're just too good for the podcast as well. But. Last four weeks, 101, yeah. 89, 64, yeah, so 112. He's just in back. <laughs> yeah. Always one in there. That and do you know what? In. Like looking back over his year, he's had back-to-back scores of 90 and 114. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did have a three-week stretch from rounds three to five, 90, 81, and 104. Well, maybe we should have made him two. But then the backed podcast. it up with 240s and a 50. Yeah, that's so, it. Maybe. He, I mean, he, he's just got his, his name. He just wants to be part of this podcast with you, mate. Maybe that's it. Maybe I'm, I'll leave him <laughs> here because he likes it. But, geez, I'd love to make him two with the podcast. Just wants the attention. We've been talking about for years. Um, moving on to Matthew Johnson, 111 points. Um, so, seven uh, players turned up for Fremantle. So, that's that West Coast factor yep. coming into it. Um, but it's just like when he has that midfield role, like he's just showing potential this season. Do you think he becomes a permanent fixture or? It's hard to know. Um, Fremantle are a bit of a frustration for long-term owners of guys yeah. like Neil Erasmus who, yep. who can't break the He was the, the other guy I was going to mention, yeah. And then you've got guys like Hayden Young who the week before had done that amazing tagging job and, yeah. and got a whole bunch of CBAs and also clearances, that, you know, that translated really well. Yeah. He might push up. I don't think – I mean, obviously, Frio's form hasn't been great this year. I don't think they're settled. Yeah. I think there's a lot of movement to go on. I don't, I don't know where to kind of put my energy at Frio. Yeah. Hayden Young's an interesting one as well because he, he got a lot of midfield time in this game as well, despite, I think, uh, Longmuir was saying that they, he wasn't going to before the game. Yeah. But that's like just yeah selling. That's the opposite thing that's happening. But that's fantasy or that's, that's coaching these days, and we have to take that into account when we're picking our sides. But, yeah, that's a good point, though. Like, having another body in that midfield does make it a bit more murkier. Who knows? Well. Yeah, yeah. Um, tip of the cap to Brennan Cox. I love points. me some Brennan Cox slutty marking action. Yeah, he pops up like this when he, you know, when he plays against a team that don't have, like, because I think um, Oscar Allen got injured in this game as well. So, yeah. like, the play went down. So, when a side's away, we going forward against Freer. He just absolutely mops up all those marks, so. I didn't think this was the game for him because generally it's when they're getting pressured, you know, deep yeah. defensively yeah. that they play their chippity chippity. Yeah. But I'd, when you win by a hundred points, you don't expect that to be the case. But yeah. uh, thank you, Brennan. Yeah, absolutely. If you got him and were able to loophole him on this week, you'd be pretty happy. Um, Luke Jackson, one hundred two points. We've got to make him too good for the podcast. Oh, for at least while Darcy's for out now. Yeah, we'll see what happens. What's your gut feel, Darcy? Does he stay or does he go? <laughs> Luke Jackson looks immense. Yeah, hundred percent on his own. Hundred percent, like he looks like the guy. Yeah, um, you've got to play him as number one ruck. It's a really interesting situation. But Darcy is also a really high end ruckman as well. Yeah. A little bit more injury prone, which yeah. would be the um, the hard sell for other teams. But if they move him on, Luke Jackson is the guy. Well, apparently the offers on the table from Geelong. So there you go. They might cash in, get some of those draft picked uh, backs that they use for Jackson. So that Luke Jackson well. stocks up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Liam Henry, 84 points. Is he going to be as valuable next season without his forward status? He won't be. No. Um, but he's had a decent, you know, semi-breakout this year. Yeah, 100%. Like, we've, we've talked about the wing role for him for a couple of years, and he's just finally put it all together. It was just that one game where he had that big ton. It just looked like it clicked that week. I and missed him on every wave of wire. Yeah, right. Couldn't get it. <laughs> Damn. Nah, but since that week, he's been serviceable, definitely, on that wing. As a forward, you'd be pretty happy owning him. Owning him. Might be someone you want to sell high on. Um, it's probably a bit late in the season. Your trade period, your trade, what do you call it? Deadline's probably passed. But uh, if you can, might be one to think about. So we got to stream this show at the time so you hear all the names yeah. and get straight to it. <laughs> Maybe. Um, and Sam Swikowski, I thought was interesting. Um, he had 81 points, but he's just been getting some midfield time over the past few weeks. So it's just good to see him put a fieldable score um, out there for us. 
No reckon- goals as well. 81 points. Exactly, yeah. One to think about, I think, just with four status, if like this continues, might be going into next season, just keep him in the back of your mind late in drafts because yeah. he's not going to be a popular one, but he's one that could see a bit more midfield time but um, eventually. The start of each year when the, you know those dual positions aren't there, like these yeah. are the names you've got to get on late. Yeah, correct. Um, moving on to the Sunday games now. Um, my boy, Ned Reeves. <laughs> now, actually, there is a- uh, How a many of your boys are there? Oh, there's quite a few. It's mainly just the guys that like- Is boy? Or mainly just the kind of guys that we have arguments about. You, yeah. you end up backing like to the hills. Um, so, he's one of mine that were back to the hills. And really, Lloyd Meek killed every argument that I had uh, this year with, uh, you know, with um, Reeves being the, the man and being my guy. But we did have a uh, tweet come through. I'm just trying to find it here. Yeah, this one comes from Jeremy Graham. And he says- um, Time to acknowledge that the number one ruck for Hawthorne, K's, which is clearly Ned Reeves, <laughs> back-to-back tons and a last average, uh, last three average of 94. Uh, it's time to concede to Hef that you're wrong and admit you're wrong. Real passive aggression there from Jeremy. I like it. Yeah, yeah, because I think he's a he's a big uh, Ned Reeves supporter as well. But this is what I've been talking about, though. Give him the number one ruck and he's going to get 40 to 50 hit-outs a game because yeah. he's so huge. He only has to take, you know, have a few tackles around the stoppage and, um, you know, get a few kicks here and there. In this game, he actually was taking a few marks around the ground and stuff like that. Like, not a heap, but there was one notable one that in the forward line that was good, then one uh, saving mark in defence that he took as well. So, he's only 24. It's not the time that rucks do come to, you know, start to move. The mid to late 20s is the yeah. time. As long as he gets that number one role, like I said, he's going to be good for at least a 50 most weeks. <laughs> Lloyd, Lloyd Meek is off the map. <laughs> yeah, no, he's not, nowhere near at the moment, is he? They're playing uh, another young rock. Was his name Brandon Ryan? Yeah. I think as well. So, yeah, he might be um, in a bit of strife. But, yeah, Ned Reeves, um, if he can maintain, one to look at if you're struggling for Ruckman. Can we just uh, pour one out for Chad Wingard as well? bloody oath. Export legend, of course, but uh, he was starting to actually put the back end of the season together in some decent form. That Achilles is gone and he's gone from your keeper leagues. Well, we'll we'll talk about this as well. Like, was he playing for his career slash contract? Yeah, I think so. So, now you look at it, like- no other club's touching him now. No, That's no, he can't. Of the, like game, the, the, the only hope he's got is if he gets that- Absolute like, minimum wager from Minimum Hawthorne. wager, yeah, one-year yeah. contract from Hawthorne, yeah. and then if he can kind of get fit the back end of next year, offer him something. Yeah, sucks. Could be the end. Like, yeah. Well, hopefully not, but yeah, anyway, um, hopefully he recovers. Uh, wishing him a speedy recovery. Anyway. Oh, that, yeah, it was awful. There's a real sniper action there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, Harry Morrison, we've been bringing up the last few weeks as well. So, 89 points. Carl Amon's moved to the halfback flank. How good was Carl Amon? Speaking right. of export players. I, I know, like, 2G for P, but Carl <laughs> yeah. Amon and John Newcomb in this game. Yeah. My goodness. Well, there was a very, um, very close uh, point in the season where Carl Amon probably could have come back to the podcast because it's just been a yeah. he was getting 80 most weeks but like as a midfielder like, you it was just middling right yeah exactly but uh, that move to half back has really kind of reignited him so there was the, like, the, the last 40 seconds of the game someone like kicked directly backwards and I think Carl Amon picked up like a plus 12 in the yeah. last like, and, and that is just a shit you love to see he was in my keeper league grand final as well dying out on opponent. that all day I think Carl Amon put up his top score for the year by like 30 odd points or amazing something like that. so he was <laughs> Your pretty pissed off with that bloody hated <laughs> it he definitely did let me know about it um, but like I guess this has just paved the way for Harry Morrison to jump back in on that wing and yeah. go okay as well so um, yeah 89 points there uh, if you've got Harry Morrison, he's probably worth uh, streaming at the moment because he's going okay in that role. Um, Jacob Kaczynski, probably a tip of the cap there, 83 points. But he took eight marks up forward, kicked a goal, 
a few weeks ago, it might have been when you are on the show, we were talking about he was basically gone. Yeah. Like, we hadn't seen him in so long. He's come back in. He's actually been serviceable. So, interesting to see there. I wouldn't be picking him up, though, but tip the cap. We're in simpatico, me and Jacob Kuczynski. <laughs> Maybe. Um, Seb Ross moving on to the uh, St. Kilda Richmond game. Seb Ross had 122 points. That's his best score of the season coming off returning from an injury. People so, would have picked him up off waiver-wise. Yeah, he sure, yeah, he usually does things like this, doesn't he? We, yeah, if he's going to do it any week, it's this week, isn't it? Do you have any interest in him going forward, though, even as like an M7? None. Yeah. But we got to remember that this is a guy that was like the hottest guy in fantasy at the back end of the year for that drawn AFL fantasy classic year. Yeah. It was Seb Ross. It was the, That was the time of Seb Ross. And so, like, yeah. we know this guy- Was that 2018? Ooh, 29? Yeah, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. I mean, we, we know this guy has the fantasy game, but it's, you know, obviously been taken over by your Jack Steeles and your Brad Crouchers who haven't been going yeah. too well in the last fortnight. No, they haven't. Um, Seb just stepped in and went, yeah, bananas. Yeah, maybe they just wonder, weren't paying attention to him and he just goes nuts. But he had something, he adds an extra kind of level to their midfield when he is in, so it's probably good to see him back. And owners that fielded him on the weekend would have been pretty bloody happy as well. Uh, Mitchell Owens is getting a lot more midfield. Michito. Well, he's doing he's doing midfield and ruck at the moment. Yeah. So like he's he's a of, big boy. Yeah, he's tall and he can't jump. Um, but like there's just been a noticeable uptick in his CBAs over the last few weeks as well. And I think there was comments from Ross Lyon is they do see him as a midfielder long-term, not a forward. But you're so. getting that forward status next year. Exactly. Say is another one you'd want to have for next season. Um, tip of the captain, Nathan Broad. He always does things like this every few weeks where he scores a 90 plus. So new dad to too. To him. Nathan Broad. What's that? New dad. Oh, congratulations, Nathan Broad. It's Just bringing a- in the gossip. Yes. It's bloody, uh, it's, it's nice. It's nice. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, move on to the last game of the round that we were both at. That was the uh, Port versus GWS oh, I was sending you ideas all day. You uh, were. So what, what were they? They were the-, the Oh, well, okay. We'll, start, we'll <laughs> start with Miles Berger. In the last yeah. couple of weeks, we, we've really witnessed these kind of fir- like first quarter Superman efforts, like Ollie Henry and Willie Rioli, both in the, the Port Geelong game, kicked three, four goals apiece last week. What really took me back about Miles Bergman, not only the blonde flowing locks, but the fact that he's doing off like the, you know, the half back flank, really. Um, Three goals in the first quarter did pretty much nothing for the remainder of the game. Yeah. But uh, he looked like he was on fire. I did notice um, he was lining up on the wings a bit more. So at the center bounces, he was out there a bit more. So might be that little shift forward helped him get those goals. But maybe that explains why he kind of went back into no man's land probably a bit later as well. What a start. Yeah, 74 points for him. So three goals on the back of that but yeah geez that was awesome start try Carl Guernsey do it for you uh, yes like now so I love this Guernsey don't get me wrong but then I've got people saying like we should go back to this Guernsey full nah, time it's I like, have nah. it as a clash Guernsey yeah absolutely like I don't mind the V I'm happy with the V we're, we're in we're in this phase this is probably going a bit off the topic here but we're in this phase I where love, I love a tangent where F. 90 stuff is cool again you know what I mean? Yeah. And I remember at the time where we were wearing these kind of Guernseys, like not just this Guernsey, the old SBS Guernsey, mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff as well. Like yeah. when they came out in like 97, yep, they were cool. It was fashionable. It looked cool. Fast forward to like 2008 and it's like, this is the biggest dog shit looking Guernsey I've ever seen. <laughs> and like the, the move to the The v, SBS Guernsey doesn't do yeah, it for me, nah. although we did win our premiership. Yeah, exactly. We did. But you, like at the time though, I just remember it looked cool. And like now we're having a bit of a 90s revival. Like you're a teacher. You see the kids on casual days and stuff. They're the baggy. It looks exactly like I did when I was in like year 10. <laughs> You know, the baggy jeans, the baggy shirts. Yeah. (laughs) But what I'm saying is these fashion trends come and go, all right? And, like, Uh, at the moment, that kind of look and that style is back, and I do like it, but it will look a bit faded and dated again, I think. Here's my my take. (laughs) 
the, the veganity is great. Yeah. I love it. It's simple. But Frio have kind of like cut our lunch there a little bit. Like it's not unique. Yeah. The the actual Although bolt- we had it before then. The, really. Yeah, we did. Yeah. The the bolt in the middle of the tricolor, it, it does something for me. Like it at least it's a little bit different. Clash Guernsey it up. Yeah. I like for it. For it. But I just think roll it out in special occasions and things like that. And like, Aliyah looks really good. The long sleeves. That was amazing. Yeah. It did look good. Yeah, um, the two black sleeves. Okay, yeah. let's go to another blonde locks, Horn Francis. Yep, Horn Francis. Um oh look. Yeah, back to back tons, 107 points. We we were saying like we were saying last week the two good for the podcast are probably going to come next year. But sure, could come this weekend if he goes big again. But another one that's going to be an absolute star of the future. So we, we should probably less talk about Port because I think we're getting a bit excited here. Oh, sorry. Yeah, uh, <laughs> one one more. Ollie one Wines more. actually looked like um, that's the best game I've seen him play in a long, long, long. This time. was the other story arc you're pitching me in the uh, message. The revival, yeah, the revival. Yeah, that's the subtitle of the episode. The, yeah. ro- the, the, revival the revival of Ollie. Yep, could be uh, ninety points. Um, but yeah, look back to his best on the week. And fantasy-wise, like really when he was at his best, I think when he's Brownlow year, he did average 100 plus 110 or around and that And what do you get? 90. Yeah, 90, 90 in this game. But like that was him at his peak was a, a pretty much a 90 to 100 guy. So It was the – like and, you know, put fantasy aside, it, strength above head. Yeah. Uh, and intercepting like with with strength and hey you know if if that can bring back his fantasy game, the hard thing the hard sell for any fantasy owner is going to be the fact that you, you know the midfield is going to be Rosie Butters Horn Francis Correct, yeah and so he's not going to get the time where people might get a little bit of something is maybe if he does you know have the half forward eligibility yeah true you might be able to get something out of that if he starts because the other one's Willem Drew that kind of plays a very similar role to yeah. him and like we've. Got a deep midfield at the moment. That's what I'm trying to say. So yeah, people are disappointed in Wines this season. Port, 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 port. <laughs> yeah, port, enough port. port. Let's move on to some GWS. <laughs> the only one for this game is uh, Callum Ward. Just doesn't go away, does he? Oh, he has his. He's had his down patches. He started a sub a couple times this year, <laughs> so know. it's been a mixed year for owners. But 88 points for him in this game. Forward status ha- helps. It's, yeah, exactly. Oh, it's just I don't know. I feel like he just needs to go away and make way for other players in that GWS side, but he just seems to linger around. But he's got such glorious hair. He's a handsome man. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's it, yeah. All right, uh, that's the end of the most relevant players of the week. Uh, if you want to support the podcast, though, you can sign up as a member and get access to all of our bonus resources and stats. Uh, preseason or off-season is coming up. I reckon that's when we do our best work, just quietly. Mate, it's when <laughs> it's when I dive right into the kicker league stuff. It's definitely when we have the most sign-ups as well, that's for sure. Um, it does taper off uh, this time of the year. But, um, yeah, when we're putting out, you know, the draftee numbers, the draftee analysis guide um, with the actual write-ups of every players and stuff like that and all their fantasy numbers from the junior levels, all of our rankings, all that sort of stuff, um, yeah, people do seem to jump on more. So, yeah, if you're signed up as a member um, and it has renewed in the last, you know, 12 months or so, you'd be signed up for the following year. So, that's, uh, yeah. You get access to all that sort of stuff. But, um, yeah, if you haven't, now's a good time to jump on board and support the podcast because, yeah, if I don't have members, I don't keep it going really. So, yeah, I need you guys so we can actually make this justifiable. But um, thank you to everyone who has signed up this year. It means the world to me um, because, yeah, like I said, I can't keep doing this without the support of the members. Um, Yeah, so they made it actually happen this year. And we've got our last uh, five members gold members to read out unless any sign up in the next couple of weeks I'll read them out thank you to Nate Brooke uh, McLovin who the uh, hell's called McLovin <laughs> Adrian Holmes <laughs> 
uh, Matt Dodman and Dale Morris. Now, my record keeping is not the best. Like, it's pretty good. When you compare it to most people, I think Mate, it's okay. Mate, you showed me some of your <laughs> setup last time. It's yeah, pretty yeah. bloody impressive. It's okay when I, yeah, it's probably just not, you know, to at, at like, you know, bookkeeper levels, that's all, you know. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not a tax agent or anything like that. Oh, but shame. For shame, Hef. If I've missed anyone um, and I haven't read you out, just please flick me a message, uh, DMs or whatever, um, and I will make sure you get read out on the podcast. But I'm pretty sure I've got most people, but there's often one or two that slip through the cracks, so. Angry emails always accepted, right? <laughs> yeah, always. In- inbox always. always open. I will, uh, yes, 100%. <laughs> and I will apologise profusely and read you out next week. But uh, yeah, again, thanks to all the members who have signed up this year. You legit kept the podcast going this year. Um, all right, on to some listener questions. Now, Trav014, part of his question was how good was Port's Guernsey? So we don't really have to uh, talk oh, about Oh, yes, that Trav, we're back on board. Port, port, port. <laughs> don't give us more <laughs> port to talk about. Um, but Eric, he wants to ask forwards. What is the line for a keeper next season? Um, he could be looking at keeping a couple 70 average fours next year. Do you think that's fair? Oh, how long's a piece of string? Like, yeah. it, it, it's obviously going to be different for every single league. Um, the thing with the AFL Fantasy platform is maybe that because any league that had positional holds, I can't see that changing in the off-season this year. No. I don't think they're coming back. I did actually see a message from Warney somewhere in one of the groups there. He said- 2025 overhaul. 2025 rebuild, which yeah. means next year probably will be the same old, same old. But it's really exciting for 2025. No doubt. we're probably going to get all those extra features that Ultimate Footy had and more. It, it'll probably be a specific- like, from a, from a developer's point of view and go, like for somebody's built programs, a few programs, things like that before, you can tell that AFL Fantasy Draft is just like a hacked version of Classic. Like it runs on the same engine. Yep. It's the same game. And there's only certain things that they can do to the draft side of things without breaking the Classic side, if that makes sense. Whereas I feel like this is going to be built from the ground up as a draft platform separate to Classic. It's so. been functional enough. Yeah, yeah. And I know that people have had their gripes about it. Um, one of the beauties of- um, ultimate footy was at simplicity and this yeah, does yeah. not have that yeah. but it's kept the game alive yeah 100 percent. so we're gonna have another year of um yeah tough tough times probably and that means no utility positions no you know positional custom positions all that sort of stuff but i'm very excited for 2025 for that new kind of rebuild so that's going to be exciting but yeah, I guess with this sort of stuff, with and Pugs is asking, oh, sorry, Trav, I definitely know who this guy is. Trav's asking, um, could be looking at Keeper Cover 70 forwards. This is my thought as well, though, like, because if we're in a league that has uh, 16 keepers in it, yep. do you think the, the wise option is to kind of not keep, so fill out your kind of sides with your best, like, 16, but prioritise keeping... Um, Say if you've got seven forwards on field, what am I trying to say? Seven midfielders on field. Yep. Would you keep extra midfielders knowing the scarcity of midfielders this season, how hard it is? Or would you try to fill out your forwards and backs and that sort of stuff? Without question. Yeah. I, and I th- I think you've got to really hit that mid uh, mix of experience to really carry that weekly consistent scoring and, you know, perhaps a couple of development players. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you do get locked into, I have to keep a couple forwards, I have to keep a couple of defenders, when that really isn't the case. Yeah. Particularly if you've only got a league of like eight to ten. Yeah. Sometimes you're not even going to need to carry a ruckman unless you've got one of the top half dozen rucks in the league. Better off dropping them. That's what we found this year. There were so many good rucks. Well, what seemed like good rucks at the time, most of them got injured and whatever because I think Bruce was in there, which we all thought was a decent option. Kieran Briggs was sitting there. Yeah, Kieran Briggs was still probably in ours actually. (laughs) Not really sure. but, um, But yeah, like so that's the other thing. Like people had two good rucks and they drop a ruck back 
but then they lose it in the draft and then theirs gets injured. Like, that's just my train of thought anyway. Like, yeah. am I – like, I've probably got eight midfielders that are worth keeping, but we can only field seven. But should I keep the eighth because I'm likely to get an injury anyway and find it hard to well, – So, yeah. one of my keeper leagues, my mate's one, is um, 15 keepers we keep at the end of the year, 10-person 10, 10 league. Yeah. Um, and I think it's like six, eight, one, six. Midfielders are really scarce. Yeah, it's like hard. you know, you go into those couple rounds and you might have like a Jared Berry in the first round. Yeah, and Jared Berry stinks. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so yeah, the like you, you definitely need to prioritize those positions of yeah. scarcity and forwards ain't it. And the draft doctors have spruced it, going back to um, Trav's question about the forwards, they punt those scarce positions yep. each year and someone always seems to pop out or the oh, worst case- always pop out, yeah. Or the worst case, everyone's in the same boat and you'll end up with a bunch of 70 averaging guys. Like that's probably the worst case scenario, really. So, yeah, I, I would say- I probably don't stress too much about keeping those 70 average forwards if you've got other positions, good players and other positions that you're going over with, if Love that makes it. sense. Um, at More Tarted, uh, you're probably a great person to ask this question because you're in a lot of leagues and this has got more to do with league edit- etiquette and waiver etiquette. Love these questions. Really. But um, he's got a question about uh, delisting etiquette for non-competing teams. So they must have their waiver list open. But I hate it. Here's, a, here's an example <laughs> he's given. Um yeah, so they said the waivers are open for full season. Example, so he's got Phillips. That must be Andrew Phillips um, from a team that's been eliminated. So he's delisted Andrew Phillips, and he's back in the waiver pool for a team without a ruck, so Darcy, to pick up. So it looks like they've kind of almost done like a trade. Someone's delisted Phillips for Darcy. That person's picked up Darcy for the yeah. next season. And, yeah, using that waiver to stash slash free swing. Okay, might disagree with me. I think anyone that's eliminated from the running during finals should not be able to touch the waivers because yeah. I think you know it, it certainly you know you okay need to think about more words here. Anything that can get rid of the the sanctity that's probably the wrong word to use. It's a little bit pious, but I like um, it. <laughs> it, you know for those teams that are still in the running, you don't want to like stuff that up. Yeah, um, and I think you know teams dropping experienced players to pick up youth. And experienced players are what the people in the finals need. Yeah. All of a sudden, like it's getting real dodgy. Well, in this case, it seems like he's got a donut and he's dropping it up, dropping that. I mean, to get Andrew him back, Phillips so. is not going to change a final, you wouldn't think. No. Nah. Well, you'd probably still rather field him over a zero, though. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. It's interesting. I think, yeah, you're crazy if you've got him open or at least the limit it to only the players that are still in the league. So we had a league a couple of years ago where someone thought it'd be hilarious to drop his whole team. Uh, to the waivers, like, yeah, and yeah. then you're like, well, and that all of a sudden it ruins the whole yeah, thing. Do we yeah. pick them up or do we not pick them up? And you know, I think we ended up making we did make a gentleman's agreement, like we don't pick up any of those players that he's yeah. dropped type thing. But yeah, like when the waivers are still open and you're still playing the finals, and then all of a sudden, you know, ga- you know, back in the day it was like Gary Ablett was sitting there or something like that. You're like, well, what do you do? Yeah, I mean, it's worse <laughs> in a yearly league because there's no benefit at all. Yeah, I mean, in a keeper, you can argue that well, if they're picking up someone that they believe can benefit their team long term, then yeah. you know, it's a free for all, and I yeah. get that but still like just close yeah. it off for non-competing teams yeah if you're not yeah if you're out you can't touch it that's probably the way it probably should go um at nicholas davis 86 um three to the granny uh trading open until you're eliminated in our league so i'll be offering up zebel to the prelim sides what sort of currencies should i expect from him? this is interesting isn't yeah, it because really knowing is. that he's not going to be there in the grand final like i look if, if knowing that you're going to come up against you in the grand final. Surely they don't do anything to make you stronger. Like that would be yeah. my thoughts. Like just message the other prelim coach and go, let's not deal with him. <laughs> are, <laughs> you, are you happy to have trading open 
during the final. And, and I know AFL yeah. Fantasy Platform doesn't have the trading cutoff. Yeah. So that's really thrown cat amongst the pigeons for a lot of leagues yeah. this year where it becomes, you know, gentlemen, woman's agreement. Yeah, yeah. Are you happy for trading to be open first? Yeah, no, nah, not at all. I'm I'm anti law. I want trading closed weeks before league, finals, right? Probably six weeks beforehand. Yeah. I'd go that far because what happens? You want you want trading to end when everyone's still in contention. Yep. Like you don't want people to know that their season's cooked. And in some cases, some teams are that bad their season is cooked. But but that's that could also yeah, yeah. be a strategic call. Yeah, true. Yeah. But then you know, like it's you don't want the grand final to be decided months before the actual. Like you know, the guy at the top trades out all his youngsters that he's picked up in the draft for genuine 80 plus types that are going to retire at the end of the year or whatever yeah. just to win that flag then the grand final is just decided then the season's basically over from then it doesn't always happen but it has happened before in leagues I've been in where it's just like this team's now unstoppable due to the trade period the rule red flag has always been for me um, you know is it the guy in your league or the girl in your league that's tra- doing trading like that and then is just going to ditch everyone out yeah like, and just walk away from it all because yeah. they have an, uh, an unrebuildable side that's actually happened in my league as well right so <laughs> Like they, 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 you know, they tip the ledger so much yeah. that it's just ruinous. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden that they skip out. Yeah. And you're left with this whole and a draft team that no one's ever going to want to pick up. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like I'm of the opinion, get yeah, get rid of trading as soon as possible. Like, well, at least while everyone's still in contention. Um, and I think four to six weeks before the end of the year is generally a good time. But on Nicholas's question, yeah, what sort of currency would you like? A one hit sugar hit Zebul. In his last game to get you through the pre- prelims, hardest game to win. Yeah, but then you basically, if you're giving up too much, you're basically conceding the grand final because, like, you're taking something aside. So, it's some sort of draft Give pick. Give up a pick. Yeah, draft pick's what it's going to have to be. Third so, rounder? Yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah, something like that. Second or third. Maybe Do not give up a first? No, definitely not. Third, yeah, third seems about right. But, yeah, Nicholas, listen, if you can squeeze a draft pick, I reckon you're doing pretty well. Yeah, like, you're going to get something for nothing. So, just do that if you can. Um, at Major, Van Bam wants to know which retiree is going to have a better match, Shui or Cochin. Sure, if his hamstrings stay together. Who are Eagles playing? Do you know? Ooh. I think Tigers are playing at the G and they didn't because they didn't want to play him this weekend or something like that, uh, Cochin this weekend, because uh, they wanted his final game to be at the MSG. So Richmond's got North. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. And uh, West Coast, they have the doggies away. Well, like, I don't know. I feel like. I'm my gut feel. I can't really back this up with any kind of stat, statistic or anything, but I just my gut feel is that Cochin's just going to go play a midfielder's game for the the last game, and she was going to do the same well, thing. Well, they're out of the running, so yeah, they yeah. can really just like yeah, yeah. ham it up, right? She was probably is definitely going to do the same, but they're not very good. Like whereas like Richmond versus North, that should be a win for them. Yeah, um, and I, he probably I, could have a big game. It just you'd, you'd be a brave person to play Cochin over Shuey. Yeah, true. I don't know. They're both pretty shit. If you can loop, <laughs> uh, if you can loop, Richmond's second game of the round. Yeah. I think Cotton's Co- definitely going to have the biggest uptick on his um, average this year, I That's think. That's true. So, yeah. Fair call. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to go Cotton. Just the, I don't know. I just like him more than Shuey, I think, maybe. I don't really know. It's going to be a really interesting game, that one, because yeah. retirees everywhere could be real hands-off, real high scoring. Yeah, true. All right, let's wrap it up. They uh, managed to squeeze 50 minutes out of that. That was good. I thought it was going to be a bit short coming into this end of the season. Right. I love a yarn. <laughs> we can chat it out. I was going to say, like, I, um, I I thought it was special traveling half an hour to get here, and then yeah. your boy Vic last year is coming from Dahaba. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so an extra hour each way. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, he's blown me right out the yeah, water. He's pretty keen. 
Dean or Tommy. Um, but no, I think he's, his folks still live down here so we can crash there and then drive back in the oh, morning. Oh, that's right. So it works out right for him. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, uh, get around us on our socials uh, at Keep League Pod, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube and TikTok. Uh, also get around our sponsors, Game Day Squad. Thank you very much, Damon, for coming on the podcast. Pleasure, mate. And yeah, if you want to support the show, uh, make sure you sign up as a member also. But anyways, uh, we'll talk to you next week. Only two rounds to go. Mate, it's nearly here. Good um, luck in your finals, everyone. And yeah. better luck for me this week. <laughs> All right. Take it easy, people. See you later.